Hi, Miriam here. Welcome back to Tell It Again, the fourth season of the Alter Guild podcast. This season, we've invited guest contributors to retell stories from the Bible and connect them to their own lives and their own stories. Our retold story this week is the story of the temptation of Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew, and it is told by Teresa DeLotta. I met Teresa through a pastor friend, and all I knew about her was that she was good at telling stories and did stand-up comedy at local bars from time to time. When I met Teresa, she told me about her own journey. Her journey as a person of faith, she's a devout Catholic, and also her journey as a person who lives with bipolar disorder and who has experienced homelessness. I thought the most important story that Teresa told me was the story of her decision two years ago to give up hopelessness. And I asked her if she'd be willing to tell that story and connect it to a Bible story for this season of Alter Guild. Here is Teresa. I'm Teresa Delata, and I'm a skiless pole. No downhill, no cross country, no water skiing. I am a completely skiless Polish Catholic from Wisconsin. If you go to Poland, you'll find lots of skiless Delatas. Even though I am from Wisconsin, I've lived most of my adult life in Minnesota. Today I'm going to share with you about having hope and about being hopeless. Usually when people of Christian faith think of hope, it involves the Advent season, the waiting for Jesus to be born, the Prince of Peace in the manger, laying in the hay with all the angels in heaven singing angelic hymns of praise on Christmas Day. And it is a hopeful season. But I think there's another season of hope the season of Lent. Lent is the period preceding Easter that in the Christian church is devoted to fasting, abstinence, and offering penance in commemoration of Christ's fasting in the wilderness. In the Western church, it runs from Ash Wednesday to Holy Saturday, so it includes 40 weekdays because Jesus fasted for 40 days. Now, I was raised in a small Wisconsin town as a Polish Catholic, and as a Polish Catholic, Every Lent, we would have confession with the priest. We'd abstain from eating meat on Fridays. We were also supposed to give up something else. When I was a little kid, the something else was always chocolate. Sometimes I would just give up candy in general. Of course, on Easter Sunday, we would get a huge basket full of Easter candy. So giving up chocolate and candy for Lent wasn't really as big of a sacrifice as it would appear. So here's the story from the Gospel of Matthew, the story of the temptations of Jesus. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus was famished after all that. The tempter, the devil, came to Jesus and said, Hey Jesus, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Jesus answered the devil, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. So the devil decides to take Jesus to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple. The devil said, Hey Jesus, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, 
God will command the angels. With their hands they will hold you up so not even your foot will touch a stone. Jesus said, Look, devil, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. So the devil takes Jesus high upon the mountaintop. The devil showed Jesus all the nations of the world in all their splendor. The devil said, Jesus, I will give all these to you. All you have to do is fall down and worship me. Jesus then told the devil, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and only serve God. The devil left. The devil left Jesus. Suddenly the angels came and waited on Jesus. Now the devil tried to tempt Jesus in many ways. And even though Jesus was weak from fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he held steadfast to his faith. He had hope that no matter what the devil threw his way, even in his weakened state, that he was going to be okay. So, for the Lenten season of 2019, I decided in my weakened state, as a person living with bipolar depression, that I was going to give up hopelessness for Lent. I wasn't going to give up chocolate and candy like I did when I was a kid. I was giving up hopelessness. And I didn't just keep that decision between me and my God. I did what people do with all their devices. I posted it on Facebook. But not all the people in my life are on Facebook, so I verbally doled many people in my life. During that Lenten season, I think it was the second Wednesday of Lent, I went over to my best friend's Lutheran church in St. Paul. She was going to be part of a presentation that night sharing her faith journey. Her pastor came over to our table to go over a few things with my friend. Then he sat and talked with us for a few minutes. He asked me how I was. I told him that since I decided to give up hopelessness for Lent, I had been good. He asked me how I came to give up hopelessness. And I told him that my mental illness has impacted me for a long time. That I had my first suicidal thought when I was five, and this seemed like the right decision for this Lent, to give up hopelessness. So I made this declaration not just to myself, not just to my God, but to all the people in my life, many of whom are of different faiths than me. I made this choice despite living with an illness that fills me with so much hopelessness. I had to use all my courage and strength like Jesus did to give up that hopeless feeling. My mental illness tempts me in many ways. It tells me I'm worthless. It tells me I'm undeserving. It tempts me with suicidal thoughts. Jesus had angels come to him. In a way, I have angels too. These angels are my supportive community and people in my life. Those angels range from my faith community, St. Joan of Arc Catholic community, my best friend and her family, and my best friend's faith community, all the other Lutherans in my life, and all the other types of Christians in my life, the Muslims in my life, the Jews in my life, the agnostics in my life, the Buddhists in my life, and even the atheists in my life. They all supported me in this decision. 
They were my angels holding me up so not one of my feet would touch the stones, keeping me up so I wouldn't fall. As a child of God, I too would be taken care of. It was hard. It was very hard at times. My tempter, my depression sneaking in. Every time I would start to slip, every time my depression would start squeezing that hopelessness back into my mind, my heart, my spirit, these supporters would remind me that, uh, Teresa, you gave up hopelessness for Lent. They held me to it. Now, that is one thing about claiming on Facebook and to everyone you know, people remember and they hold you to it. Now with Lent upon us, I look back at giving up hopelessness. I realize it isn't just something to give up during Lent. We are tempted every day, every minute of our lives. We are tempted. We can strive to give up hopelessness throughout the year. When I am tempted with dark thoughts, I hold strong and remind myself of Jesus' faith and the hope that faith brings. And if I'm having trouble reminding myself, my angels, my supporters from all walks in my life will remind me. Yes, even the atheists in my life will remind me that I have given up hopelessness. After Teresa recorded the story, she told me another story by way of background and gave me permission to share it on the podcast. In February 2005, 13 years before the Lent when she decided to give up hopelessness, Teresa was admitted to the psych unit of a local hospital on Ash Wednesday, the first day of the church season of Lent. She told me it was the first Ash Wednesday service she had ever missed in her entire life. But she hadn't slept in three weeks, and she was suicidal, so she checked into the hospital. Teresa was in the hospital for most of the Lenten season that year, which is 40 weekdays, or about six weeks. She lost her home while she was in the hospital. She told me it was one of the hardest periods of her life. At the time, Teresa had been a member of her church called St. Joan of Arc Catholic Community, for about two years. She didn't know many people there, but the people she usually sat next to in church noticed that she hadn't been there, and somehow they found out where she was. They visited her in the hospital. They brought her shoes. They brought her clothes that fit. They brought her communion. They paid her cell phone bill so she could talk to providers and find a place to live. They paid for a storage unit so she didn't lose her belongings after she lost her home. Teresa said, despite all of this, she could not feel hope at that time. But, she told me, she could at least feel the power of other people holding hope for her, even when she couldn't feel it herself. I was so struck by this statement. I'd never heard it put that way before that even if there's a time that you yourself can't feel hope, you can feel other people feeling that hope for you. So 
Teresa said when she made the decision 13 years later to give up hopelessness, it was an intentional decision. And she remembered the people who had held hope for her in 2005 when she couldn't feel it herself. The people who kept the lamp burning when she herself could not. Teresa has not missed an Ash Wednesday or Lent service at St. Joan of Arc since 2005, and it is her favorite season of the church year. Alter Guild is hosted by Meta Herrick Carlson, Matthew Ian Fleming, Miriam Samuelson Roberts, and Derek Tronsgaard, with edits by Matt and Derek. You can visit our website at alterguild.org, that's A-L-T-E-R, and find us on Facebook and Instagram and occasionally Twitter. Subscribe to Alter Guild wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And in the meantime, go in peace, listen, love, serve, and alter.